Help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lines and sees the truth. Oh, that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Let all my life tell of who you are. And the wonder of your never Jesus, let all my life tell of who you are. You're wonderful and such a good father. Let all my life, let all my life tell of who you are. In the wonder of your name. I want you guys to bow your heads. I want you to receive this with me. 
Amen. I want you to receive just God healing your eyes as we're singing this song. Uh, I'm trying to tell them how much I love them. I'm trying to get them to see uh, when I speak to them that they can see the Father's eyes. So so I just want you to receive prayer, healing, or restoration, or refreshing, let's say it that way, in your eyes, that that person you're trying to communicate this truth to can see the Father and quit looking at you and quit looking at things that may not have worked out. Father, I just need them to see my eyes. It's almost like you're begging. I, and it's almost like you're at a pastor standpoint. I, I think I do that every time I come up here. Lord, let them see you, Lord God. I, I know what I'm saying, but Lord, they don't seem to see you when I look at them. But but Jesus, as we're getting healed right now, Jesus, they're going to look at us differently now because they're going to see the Father. Lord, whatever's had scales over my eyes, Lord, I thank you for it falling off. Let them see you, Jesus. Let them see you in me, Lord God. As I stand before them, they've been looking at me too long. They got things against me that they can judge me with. But no one can judge you. No one can say you've ever left or you've ever left them undone. So, Lord, let all my life, let all of my life tell of who you are. But, Lord, as I stare at them in the face, and that person, whoever's on your heart right now, you just begin to say their name under your breath, and you begin to say they're going to see it this time. Lord, help me to show like you told Cain. Don't let your countenance fall they are just starting to see don't squint now don't close now don't turn your head now let them see show all the life of god lord that my eyes may be healed that they may see that my god made me he formed me he shaped me for such a time as this so that when i look at them and i communicate that i love you so dearly i don't understand what you're rejecting but now here comes god through you and here comes something that is just they can't take their eyes off of is the goodness of God. Sons and daughters and husbands and wives and Lord I think relatives will begin to see. Parents will begin to see and children will begin to see. Let all of my life tell that this is God. I'm here because of God and only God alone can help the understanding of people who keeps turning away and being offended but in the name of Jesus I'm just not here by myself. I'm carrying the presence of God. The presence of God. And we preached on Wednesday about loving hard. God, I love so hard. Love so hard. The, the things that break my heart break my heart. They break it so strong. It's because I love hard. And I thank you, Jesus, for this, for this ingredient that you've put in me because it's like you, Lord. You loved hard enough to die for us. You loved hard enough so that, Lord, that you would take all of our sicknesses so that we could be healed. You loved hard enough, Lord God, that we could put all of our pressures and our pains over on you because you love us so hard. You'd never break up with your commitment to save us from death, hell, and the grave. So you said, I love you so hard. I will die for you. But not only that, I love you so much. I'll get up for you, Lord. Show us how, Lord, sometimes we struggle to get up and move with you and i thank you jesus as you're healing our eyes they're not going to look at me as somebody that's just given a bunch of words they're going to see the power and the presence of god in a new way man can you just receive can you just receive that with us right now you've been speaking the truth the whole time it ain't that you've been lying it ain't that you've been saying anything wrong it's just you need this ingredient of the presence of god 
in a mighty way to turn and bring a change now I just believe as they begin to see as Jesus as, as the scales begin to fall off of their eyes and the filter begins to re- line up with the Word of God father we just believe it we thank you I thank you for a good time of worship and prayer thank you Lord God for hearing us as we pray I thank you for the vision of our eyes and we give you praise in Jesus name amen amen say this is my Bible I am what it says I am I can do what it says I can do and I can be what it says I can be it's the living Word of God living in me and I'll never be the same never 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 will I be the same God increase pastor decrease give me ears to hear what God has to say I'm gonna walk with power not let the loss get left. Amen. Amen. There go. We're going to believe and talk about miracles today. Amen. And not our miracle. We have one of those. It's a daughter. But that God still does miracles. Also, I want to offer to you guys, if you are a parent, or apparently a parent, uh, Wednesday night, I want to offer to you guys to see Miss Pamela, the CD from Wednesday night, no charge. I just think it's a CD everyone needs to get if you're parenting or if you just, <laughs> you, got, if you got some people close to you. And it was about loving hard, how love can be hard to do, uh, but loving hard is the right thing to do. You know, uh, you may reverse it and you call it tough love. Uh, but Jesus said, he, he, Jesus loved us hard. He loved us so hard, it was hard for him not to do God's will. Amen. And so it's loving hard. So y'all see Miss Pamela in the back, she'll have them and just say, hey, I need one of those, those CDs and, and uh, she'll give you one for free on me, on the house. Amen. Yeah, yeah. No, we're making them now. We've, we've jumped ahead. I got Miss Sobey's working with me. So uh, she, you know. She knows how to get me ahead of it. Uh, so today, we're going we're gonna to preach about cloudy with a chance of quail. God is a God of miracles with a chance of quail. In Exodus chapter 16 and verse 10 through 13, before I read it, it's, a, it's people, you know, God had delivered the children of Israel and they're out in the wilderness. And if you read up in verse 1, they were complaining. They're like, we're no longer slaves, but we're free people. And we're complaining. And they actually said this. God should have left us in Egypt to die. At least we had meat next to us. And you know, as crazy as that sound, like they were slaves for for years, hundreds of years. And here they are to be free. Wouldn't you think it'd be crazy for people to complain about being free? And going back. And But it happens so often. People come to God and go, well, you know, I've been with God for a while, but back when I was before God, God should have just left me there because it used to be fun back there. I used to do these things and, and they'd rather go back to the slavery than walk in the price of freedom. Freedom comes with a cost, right? It costs you your past, but isn't that great? <laughs> it should be, right? That I don't have to pay for what has happened and things I've done, the decisions I made outside the will of God. Uh, And so this is where they were. And they started complaining. Well, we got this, but we don't, we we got figs and fruit, but we don't have any bread or meat. And that was their complaint. 
So in verse 10, it says, And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So y'all see where the title, Cloudy. <laughs> and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speaking, speak unto them, saying, at evening, at even, ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew laid round about the host. Father, I just pray that uh, for an enlightening a power of us to re really respond in a respectful way that our God is, is bigger than anything in this universe. And our God does miracles. And I don't know whatever they need in their life that's impossible for them to do. They looked at the bank account. They don't have enough money to pay, but they have enough God to believe. And I thank you, Father God, for their faith, and it ignites in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I don't know if you guys have seen a great uh, uh, theology, biblical movie or cartoon Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but it's a great biblical. It's not biblical at all, but it's if you can imagine meatballs raining from the sky. They just stole that from the Bible because God brought quail to the people in the desert. Can you imagine in the desert saying, God, I need uh, Popeye's chicken? And, and he rains spicy tenders biscuits and sides of honey with that beautiful thing of lemonade <laughs> tea and so just the thing that so seems so impossible God can do right and it's cloudy that's the cloud the glory of God with a chance of quail however it's how they got it that I really want to focus on because murmuring that's another word for complaining and, and complaining is such a big sin it is a huge sin. Complaining is as big as all the great complaining, all the great sins. This miracle, and I was talking to miracles, like, man, God was hard on the complainers. He was, man. It wasn't like, oh, you, you kill somebody, be thou forgiven. You complaining, I'm going to fill you up. <laughs> Some of y'all are just wrong. Just, just the way you laughed and took that, all right? So getting food in the desert, that's impossible uh, with man. And even more frustrating when brought up by complaining. And, and, and you know, Pastor Rita and, and Mr. Geneva and I, all of us would pray. But it's, it's tough when you pray for somebody and go like, I just don't think God's ever doing anything good for me. But I want you to pray for me anyway. It, it's tough for me who has a, not a big mouth, but a, a quick mouth. Like, I want to say, I, want, I don't say, I want to say, why are you standing here for prayer when you have an attitude with God? Right? It, it's tough for me. I don't know what to pray for you. God, help their attitude that they think they deserve to have. 
And so you have to step back and, and I have to catch myself, but it's, it's even more difficult. However, God is a God of miracles. He will honor those who honor him, even when they are surrounded by complainers. And, and, and again, you students and, and people in school, God is honoring your parents even while you're complaining. He's still blessing them with jobs to pay for you to have things for you to have. But your complaining is not why you're getting what you're getting. It's because they love you. And now the fact is you got it by complaining. The problem is the people who complain to get stuff is manipulating. It's manipulation. And, and so complaining doesn't do any good. Our, our body, look, I, don't, I believe this. Your body will not respond if you complain about fixing it. Does anyone need an example? Has anyone seen the Instagram pastor where he's walking on a treadmill preaching? The person who's an alleged atheist, because I'm not going to call her atheist anymore. She keeps getting too close to God. After I've talked to her, sent me that. She goes, this is you at your church. This is you. And I will tell you this. I do want to confess to you guys that on um, prayer and healing that I need on a consistent basis. What may be cool on the outside, what looks like I'm dedicated to working out. There are times I have fears that I am so unhealthy and I'm so out of shape in my mind. I, I will lay down serious that I have to fight it off every time. I have to fight off thinking you're going to die from heart disease just like your dad did. But my dad was almost 400 pounds. But he would, but in my mind, those times I thought I was getting up to prayer run, I was getting up out of fear that nothing's going to fit you. So we understand how people go through these eating disorders, right? You got to understand that the devil does not care. He'll attack you with anything. He'll attack you with anything. And I was like, I hope I do. This morning, I was the same. I said, I'm not running today. I'll run afterwards. I'll run it before church. You're not going to tell me that I'm going to die because I'm unhealthy. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to respond to give you that. And we have to stop because if I don't do it the right way, I won't get the right results. Or I'll get the right results the wrong way and I'll learn how to lose the results. So we have to come back to the right way. So, so he's a God of miracles. People who seem to get their way by complaining will soon lose their blessing because the root of their disobedience will always get exposed. One of the things that we were preaching about on Wednesday is that when Elijah was taken up by God, he was able to drop the mantle for Elisha to carry it. However, when he, if he didn't go up with God, Elisha never would have learned to walk. If we don't go up with God, our children will never learn to walk for themselves. They will never receive the mantle because we're too busy carrying it for them. You cannot keep your child's word for them. If they're supposed to sell candy for the band and you're selling it for them. Come on, I'm just giving you a simple one. And you're selling it for them. They're never going to keep their word. And that's why they'll get to a job and get mad because they're asked to stay late. We'll call my mama. She'll work the extra hour overtime. If you do not let the mantle of them fall, let it fall on them and let them be responsible, you will be picking up their mistakes till you're too old to carry them. 
And I thank God that my mother learned this at an early age when my brother Alan, when she helped trying to make him into something. And then my father, he left the house at 15, didn't want to finish school. And he left and lived with my father because he wanted my biological father because he wanted to be a pimp too. And, and that's what he turned into. The year before he died, he's standing in front of Rolls Royces. He's got money. He's got everything by everyone bringing him money. I never apologize for a big uh, check I received from speaking. Because I watched people give him tons of money for something he never did. And no doubt he died. No doubt he was murdered. Because then when you kept, they kept not making him learn. If they would have let him go hungry one of those times. If the church would have stopped letting him get up there and sing a gospel song, even though he'd been pimping women all night. Oh, that makes me mad to the day I still get mad about that. Your church just is too strict. You want people to be righteous when they sing. I, I, well, yeah. I didn't say perfect, but honoring God is good. You drug my brother up there and you never showed him anything to change? Ah, I have a problem with that. So I say that, that's a, that's a hard love when you can see something that happening and you want to give it to them because you know you could do it when God says you're crippling them you're crippling them because they're never going to be able to carry it and you're not going to always be here so when you leave what are they going to do uh, uh, a dry season or a dry area cannot keep God from blessing his people with latter rain so even though everybody in the house may not be right you stay right and God will bring the blessing still you keep your position. Manipulation can cripple the potential for a great miracle that can change a generation. So we have to pull out of that manipulation status of getting our way and, and saying things just to prop you up. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 through 29, uh, but God chose the foolish things of, this, of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. In other words, let me not go too far. You can go get all the academics you want. If you get it without the wisdom of God, you've just gotten a bunch of information you'll never be able to use. You will have just gotten something. Those of you who think you're not smart enough because you haven't got all the letters behind your name, make sure you are word enough because that's plenty of wisdom. He chose the lowly and despised things of the world and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast in his presence. Now, again, this students, I don't want you to go to school and say, I don't need to be here. I was at church. <laughs> I don't need to be at school. My pastor said, <laughs> you can see how the pastor may get a call. <laughs> did you tell the kids at your church that we are foolish? I did not tell them that. I told them that they should honor God. Now, they're being foolish in the way they take it. Sometimes we're so busy trying to catch up to other people. And I'll give you a case in point where we've spoken in places um, where, where everybody up there had more credentials. They just didn't have better character. 
And they can have all the credentials in the world, but without the character of God. There are people who don't have an education per se for school, but have a doctorate in obedience to God and know much more. What do we call it? Some people are book smart, and then there are people that are, but there's one more, people that are God smart, right? Because you can be hood smart and be crazy, and you can be book smart and be crazy, but God smart covers them all, right? And, and kind of puts you in a perspective of that you honor God with your faith and, and be hungry for God. And, and when people say stuff to me like, why would you give when you need money? Because I know God can take care of me. He says that part of it is that he'll take the foolish things, but it's that no one should boast in his presence. Now, now how many of you would never boast in God's presence? Like, I'm better than you, God. Who would ever do that? Would anyone ever do that? No one would do that, right? No, no, right? Y'all shake your head no. And like, I would never do that. Let me help you out how you've done it. What looks foolish to man is not complaining when things don't go your way because you know God is going to come through for you. That looks stupid to man. Looks stupid to man when someone cuts you off in traffic and say, God, get them home safely. Instead of let them go into oncoming traffic. That belief is wise to God. Teachers hate me. Bless those who hate you. Bring the teacher an apple unless they're allergic to them. I guarantee you, you take your teacher an apple, they will not eat it. I don't trust you. I will not eat some random produce from a kid. Here's an orange, mister. I don't even know if you washed your hands. The, if the peel looks dirty, even though I ain't going to eat the peel, but I ain't going to even eat because you had it. Can't do it. A foolish person will get what they want through foolishness. Ultimately, that same ingredient is what will cause them to lose what they received. Uh, it's a book I read years ago by John Maxwell. Um, man, about, it, was, it was about character and about the fact that um, your, your talent, talent, it was about something about talent. I need to look at it again. But it says your talent will get you somewhere where your character can't keep you. So it's better to have good character. We've seen professional athletes that are amateur human beings lose all their money. Have y'all ever watched the 30 for 30 ESPN on broke? $88 million. How do you, how do you spend and you broke after $88 million? One dude because he had so much hood in him when he signed his contract, which you just get a signing bonus. The NFL, you have to make your check every week. The other sports is guaranteed. He had to have it. He says, man, I, this is my last uh, $80,000. By the way, that don't even sound right to us hearing I'm on my last $80,000. That means you had others. And he stopped and bought him a $75,000 Hummer. Just had to have it. You can't drive it because it's going to want gas. You know, them Hummers are thirsty. It's going to want gas. It's going to want to be washed. And you're going to spend your last eighty dollars for $75,000? When you are foolish, you'll eat up the increase just to meet your moment. And, and I, was, I was like, that. how did that dude go through $100 million, $300? Like, how? Like, you're, you're sitting on the, coffee, like the table like, let me try. Just give me a shot. 
They invest, one dude invested in car washes. That is a hood storyline if I ever heard one. Because in the hood, you everybody met at the car wash. Well, that ain't because they had a bunch of money. Everybody just liked to clean their cars. We used to borrow quarters from people. You almost done with that? Are you almost done with that? Are you going to leave some time on that? We're going to get in there and jump in there and spray our car down. It, it was like they could not get out of their own way because they didn't trust something bigger than them. See it all the time. A complainer. Now, you said you'd never try to stand in God's glory. A complainer will blame God for things going wrong and without realizing it, take credit for things that go well. If you're blaming God that for things that go wrong, you are ultimately also taking credit at the same time for what has gone well. You're ultimately doing it. That is boasting in God's glory. It's boasting in God's glory. Okay? So blaming God is, is in essence boasting about our good. Most people think they are saying, I'm a great, I'm as great as God. It's really what's been said. God, if you'd have did it the way I wanted you to do it, we would be blessed by now. So you stand in his glory. But you are really saying you have done everything good and God has failed you. That is boasting in his presence. You see people leave church because something went wrong in their life? Really? And at some point, this is where David was like, man, talk about me. I get it. But you talk about God? That's where I have to draw the line. Most fights in our neighborhood was somebody talking about somebody's mama. Right? I know I'm failing in school, but you ain't going to talk about my mama. Come on, let's do it now. Like, you, you, did you say my mama? We call it plan of dozens. Does anybody know why we call it dozen? What does that mean? Like, in the neighborhood, we just made up statements. You don't be playing a dozen. Why is it a dozen? What does mother and father have to do with 12? Nobody, nobody can answer that. I've, I've asked the oldest people. And also, y'all play for play. Pray for my community. One of my best friends, uh, uh, Paul Jefferson, known for you. His father just passed away Friday. He was 104. 104 years old. Walked every day. See him, he'd be dressed up. He just had his 104th birthday. Just passed away. This is community people. Uh, love him. He was born 1914. So just pray for our community. Uh, because again, when you got people dying at 19 and 20, and here he is walking in the same neighborhood, not a bullet touched him. He walked every day, 104 years old. And a lot of people are just kind of like, man, you know, what are we going to do? Well, you going to walk. It's your turn to walk. He put in his time. Anytime somebody got a teen by the year they was born, they know some stuff. Like 1914, he double teen. Just made that up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That fires me up right there. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28 through 30. I love my calling. I love it with or without you. I love it. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, 
but must work doing good with his own hands that he may have something to share with the one in need. A thief, no matter how much they have, do not like to share. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up the one in need and bringing grace to those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So, so unwholesome talk and grieving the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. God, you didn't do it my way. I'm mad at you. That grieves God's spirit. And you imagine your child saying, you never loved me. What would, what would help? <laughs> my mom's wild. By the way, I called, I've talked to my parents twice this week, so I'm working on it. Okay, can't be telling y'all not tell your kids they need to respond to you, and I'm not responding. So thank you, Jesus. I was excited. <laughs> this is love for me. Um, but I remember my mom's <laughs> one, of, one, of, one, one of my older Simpsons, you never loved me. She goes, what does it look like for me not to love you? What does that look like? Because you, you surely you done ate. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> you got the chicken grease still on there. You know, you could armor all the car. Just, you know, you could, you got that. You just drank all the Kool-Aid. We ain't got no sugar. You didn't eat all the sugary uh, cereal. What does it look like? Let me show you what me not loving you look like. <laughs> she walked up to him and, and punched one of my brothers in the chest. <laughs> Let me show you some more what it don't look like. This is not loving. Like, she was such a strong communicator. Those words never came out of my mouth. I never thought about saying, you never loved me, because I was too little. These are the big kids she was knocking out like that. For me, it would have been like, we need to call, I mean, we need to bury this one. Like strong, like, like God has not forgotten you. You need to know that God loves you. But don't get on this side of the aisle where you're complaining, murmuring, and, and, and backbiting against God. And he's like, you're grieving my spirit. It is tough when people come to you and ask you to confirm what they've already done instead of coming to you and pray before I do it. It's, it's tough for me to be nice then. And, and my nicest words is, I can't bless that because you went and got that on your own. So you bless it. And I'll watch. You want to come to me after the fact that you've already decided, which you can do, but I'm not touching it. And Pastor Reed will tell you, there are people I refuse to marry. You going to marry us? Nope. And, and people go, well, why not? Wouldn't you want to put some God in that? Well, there are some things God just ain't going to never get to get into. Now, he can get in them, and then they can work on it, and then he'll fix it. But I'm not going to jump in there and be the mediator to bring God to this, put Jesus in that one, put Jesus in that. Should have came to God together. Because multiple times these things have happened. So you show up, and we want to give that to you. We have to address complaining, right? How many of y'all, your kids complain, right? <laughs> I love how some of y'all didn't raise your hands. How many of y'all, you complain? Right? The kids complain, then we complain about the kids, right? It goes back and forth. And you go, I got rights. 
My kids complaining, I'm going to complain about them, right? We work that out. As a believer, we must, we must mature spiritually to be bigger than complaining, especially against God who saved us. At any point when the need to complain comes up, just think who we are getting the air from to thank him first. Where am I getting this breath of fresh air to complain? So God wants, us, wants to give us what we don't have and are incapable, and incapable of getting on our own. But he wants us to believe him for it and not whine against him to get it. It means you're winning on the inside, but you're whining on the outside. How many of you guys honestly... You know what? Don't raise your hand, but just think about it. Have gotten your way by whining. And you knew, don't raise your hand because the person you, who know you well know you, that's how you got it. Like, they just gave up. Just, oh, here. You kids have been taken to stores just, just out of sure, just here. It's prison or Walmart. Which, what am I going to do? So one of those had to happen. And if you get your way through whining, the person taking you don't like you for that trip. They don't use the words, I hate you because you're my child, but I don't like you right now. Get your stuff. We got it. Do we get it? Okay, can we go? Ugh. And they just get on. Have you ever noticed when, they, when you whine and get your way? <laughs> Thank you. Your parents don't say nothing. They don't say you welcome because they don't want to welcome that type of attitude back. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Why kids do that to me? If they're in my car, I want to park too close where they can't get out. Of the garage. I just want to lock them in there. But our kids don't do that. They're so loving. The pastor's kids. They know Jesus. At any point, look <laughs> at miracle, I just can't. <laughs> the way you're staring is awesome. At any point, gotta stop, okay? At any point, when the need to complain comes up, we need to think about where we get the air from. Uh, and he, he's, he's the one that fills us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 says this Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called sons of God. You know, sometimes to make peace, you have to fight. To make peace, sometimes, that don't mean you sit around and be quiet. Those are peacekeepers. Peacekeepers trap peace for themselves and refuse to upset the apple cart when it could bring peace to the whole house. They'll sit in a corner and say nothing because they got peace, but they'll let the whole thing around them go up in flames. The heart of a peacemaker will pray and shape their destiny for many generations. No matter how cloudy a situation is, there will always be an opportunity for a chance of miracles. Not a chance of quails, chance of miracles. If your situation is cloudy, let's believe God for the latter rain. Because he's going to rain the blessings of God on you in a way. But don't get it through complaining. Because if you get it through complaining, you've got something you can't keep. If you read further on, 
in there, the instructions were, but how the children of Israel get up and only take the amount of meat that they needed. Now, just imagine that you haven't had any meat in a while. Just imagine it's the 22nd day of the fast. And God has rain, cooked brisket at your house. And he, people say, wow. <laughs> and he says, only take what you need for your house. And that's it. And people couldn't do that because they got it through complaining. And the nature of a complainer is greedy. And they took too much and maggots was waiting on them the next morning. Ugh. Yeah, the maggot part, y'all should have went ugh when they complained and got it. You ugh at the wrong time. The maggots was a result of getting what you want through complaining. Because you're never going to be satisfied when it's the way you can do it. So they out there grabbing too much that they couldn't even eat. Imagine the buffet you're about to go to. And like my son said on Friday, can we take a plate home with us? Thank you, Jesus. Y'all bow your heads. Let's go. Let's just get up out of here because the kids are now saying this pastor has spoken for too long. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, I just pray I come uh, to you just to, to humble ourselves before you, Lord God. Father, I just want to receive you to receive the complaining out of my mouth and out of my heart. That, Lord, you have a, a promise and a plan for my life. And I don't want to get there by complaining or being phony in my patience and worship. I, I want to honor you, Lord Jesus. So I pray, Father, that the miracle that I need, Lord, I only want to get it through you. Pull me out of these schemes. I'm contemplating taking an extra job when I already don't have enough time for myself. And God, as noble as that sound, that's not your best for me. So Lord God, I want to step back and see your provision work. My body is not responding, Lord God. I, I, I just, I, I got no things I want to do, but Lord, I want it your way. And I want to quit saying, why is this happening to me? And say, how God is going to happen for me. And I bless you, Jesus. I thank you that the miracles are there. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're praying. If you're in here and you're saying, man, I don't, I don't know Jesus. I want to be right with God. I've never publicly accepted him. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we can just pray for you. And, and just we just want to believe God for you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. And we just want to lift, up, lift you up as a group, as a whole, as a whole church. And as we remove ourselves from being our own sole purpose, and put God in that place. Say, God, I surrender so that you can be my everything and my anything at all times. I want everybody to stand at their feet. Put one hand over your heart. Lift the other hand up toward heaven. Pray, especially those of you who raised your hand. You pray this prayer with us. And Jesus is coming to your heart right where you are. It's not about us. It's about you and Christ. That's why we all do it together. Y'all repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for sending him to die for me. And now I personally respond to that gift. I confess by the word of God that you died and you rose again for my salvation. According to that very word, 
which cannot lie, I am now born again. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I welcome the Holy Spirit. Pour the oil of gladness on me. My yesterdays are gone. My best days are before me. And the gift is right now in my present. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all give Jesus praise. Y'all crack me up. And the gift is right now in my present. Oh, that sentence was too long. Uh, and we got a book for you that raise your hand and you just see uh, Miss Pamela with the sparkling hat. She can get you your book. And man, thank y'all for coming out. Family Sunday, September. Enjoy Labor Day. That's what, what did you ask me? Why do people not work on Labor Day? That's why, because it's Labor Day. Amen. We love you guys. You're dismissed. <laughs>